going live in five, four, <laughs> three. They never do the two and the one. No. Have you noticed? They no, go, don't they? No, they they go and then they do the fingers like this. Oh, do they? Yeah. So is that is that five, what you do in the four, in the industry? Three. Well, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not like a presenter, but yeah. I can tell you that oh, yeah. that's what goes down. Go on then. You do ready for this week's show? Five, four, three. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Jane, what's your favourite nut? Um, cashew. Cashew. Cashew nuts. Cashew. What do you call it? Cashew. Cashew nuts. Not... I, I've always said cashew nuts, it's but not... I suppose you're right. It's cashew, isn't it? See, I understand. Oh, like... is it cashew? Like the emphasis is on the <laughs> shoe, but I was saying ca, but it is ca, isn't it? I suppose so. I mean, if there's if there's a, a an accent thing mm-hmm. like a pecan or a pecan, but uh, not with a not with a cashew. Macadamia. <laughs> We're all going a bit nuts today. I'll tell you why. Because the sun has been out this weekend. Um, it has been wonderful. And we were able to sit in the garden on Saturday night, weren't we, with our friends? Quite a rare thing to do in the good old United Kingdom. And it was hilarious because between the four of us, because we had our neighbours over, Jen and Mike, and between the four of us, we managed to cobble together a really great kind of campfire setup, slash yeah. setup. And... Uh, it was really funny because we didn't have any tables to put our drinks on. So Chris got all excited and found mm-hmm. an old barbecue around the side of the house. You know one of those three-legged kind of small barbecues where you can only put like one burger on it. <laughs> and it's about that size. Yeah. And they're always covered in mould and stuff from the yeah. previous year. Anyway, he brought out he brought out this big chopping board and put it on top of the barbecue. And the boys were so happy with their little mm-hmm. makeshift table. Barbecue that, table. <laughs> barbecue table. That me and Jen were getting a bit envious. And so I looked at Chris and he went, girls, do you want a barbecue table? I've got another barbecue. <laughs> of course I did. I had another one. I had the previous year's three-legged barbecue around the corner as well. So, so we got a barbecue table as well with a chopping board on top. It was absolutely genoir. It was brilliant. Because the sun came out, I did what every other British male does in that situation. Get some shorts on. I got some shorts on and I went to the supermarket and I was like, right, I'm going to get some barbecue ingredients. However, this time I saw some lights Oh, nice bit of garden lightage. Garden lighting. Uh, so, of course, I never bought enough to go around the garden. So we've only got like a third of the garden <laughs> in light. Yeah, we could do with, with it being a little bit more even. Yeah, we? you look one way. It looks fantastic. Look the other way. It's a little bit haunting. <laughs> uh, but it was brilliant. It was nice to have a bit of a weekend in the sun. But we are here with another week, another jam-packed protein-packed show. Well, I'm very excited about um, telling our listeners we have guests on next week. Do we now? We do. And we are going to have, as we threatened, forward slash promised before, we're going to have fantastic international poet Donna Ashworth on our podcast. Let's get her on now. Sunday Times best-selling author, forward slash poet. So that's one to look forward to. Um, Apparently, uh, you know, like every day at the moment is like a international day of something. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be you just celebrated every so often there was yeah, some yeah. sort but now, of day. So there's some, there's Mother's something, Day. Something attributed to every single day of the year now. Yeah, so uh, I was intrigued by this and I said, Jen, 
we look up what today is, and we're talking today, which is the air date of this episode. Yeah, I just looked it up and it says National Days on Thursday, May the 25th, which is, of course, when our podcast comes out. Apparently, it's National Towel Day. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Do you celebrate your towels? Do you get, do you get wet on purpose so that you can <laughs> use your towels? Do you wash your towels? Or do you just buy someone a towel? I, I have no idea. Let's, I've got no words for this excitement. It's, it's, it's incredible. Is it it's, just National Towel Day? Or? No, it's also National Tap Dance Day. Hey! Maybe you could do some tap dancing with some towels. Give them a spin around. Double up. A double, double up. A double occasion. A double celebration. But the third one's the best one. Oh, go on. National Wine Day. Hey! I think every day's National every Wine Day. Every day is bloody National Wine Day in this house. Well, that's, uh, that's good. Who makes up these days? I want to know who is in charge of declaring an international or national day of celebration for a specific thing. Yeah. What is that? Is who there is like, that? Is there a committee of people who decide what goes on when? Someone comes in and he goes, guys, don't mean to be rude here, but no one has ever celebrated towels. No. What? So let's let's just get those towels out. Let's celebrate those because You're going to have to bleep that out again, aren't you? <laughs> uh <laughs> And and so they go, right, well, what dates have you got? Uh, I don't know. Do you want May 25th? Yeah, yeah sure. That's, quite, that's quite a good day for towels, I think. It's a cracking day for towels. Yeah, I mean, especially especially if like the sun's out, we can we can put the towels on the sunbeds and off we go. So this week, uh, we have a culinary corner. We do, but we're also, we're going to discuss something current, Chris. Oh, yes. Uh, do you have something current? Because I have something current. Uh, well, surprise me. Roll the jingle. Roll the jingle. You just talk about old things. Well, you just talk about new stuff. Let's not talk about nothing. Let's Let's talk something current. So, my something current is a TV show that uh, I have really got into recently. Oh, yeah. Because um, it really pushes the envelope. (laughs) Whatever that means, by the way. You're going to have to look that up for me. Pushes the envelope. I mean, what is that? You're going to have to do origin of words on pushing the envelope because mm. uh, what, what on earth? Again, a phrase rather than a word. I, <laughs> a full phrase to be explored. This show is uh, its on Channel 4 Thursday night, so you can watch all of it on mm-hmm. all four if you want to. And it's called Open House, The oh. Sex Experiment. Oh, yes. Absolutely yes. pushing the envelope. It's really great quite TV. insane, actually. I just cannot understand how it's on television. Again, it's a bit like Naked Attraction, except it's pushed the envelope even further across the table. Well, there's a great lineup on Channel 4 now because you have Naked Attraction is on straight afterwards. Listen, some people might think that you've got a certain penchant for a similar kind of TV show. <laughs> yeah, Thursday nights, mate. <laughs> Especially this Thursday, going to have the towel down, going to be tap dancing around the room. All I heard coming from the room the other day was, oh. I'm just intrigued at the openness of this house. Well, it's. Have you explained the principle of it? Oh no, I've just just started. So the basic premise of this show is that uh, these couples, uh, various different couples, uh, get together in a a state house, communal house, yeah, communal house. Um, and they are in, you know, various types of relationships, gay, straight, bisexual. And they, uh, the people that come into the house yeah. are curious. 
Yes. They're curious to expand their marriage. Curious. Well, there was the, the guy last week who's married to a lady and they went in and they said, uh, and the guy said, I am curious as to whether I'm bisexual. Anyway, yes. he gets together with another guy, spends the night, comes back in the room, says to his wife, right, I'm not curious anymore. <laughs> certainly isn't. He had a good old explore, didn't he? He had a fantastic time. Um, so it was just super interesting. Meanwhile, she was like... I think I might fancy a lady. So off she went and had a little experiment there. Yeah. But I did think it was a wonderful exploration into marriages. Some of these some of these uh, married couples have been together like since they were yeah. 17. Right. And they're now yeah. older, they've got kids, and they just they want to they want to expand their their curiosity in their marriage. But there's so many levels. What I find so interesting about it is there's so many levels to what's going on and what you're actually watching. Because not only is it a sexual experiment for them with other people, but the fact that they then choose to do this on TV, TV yeah. is like another level. Because you're right, like you think about your parents or you think about their children and... Their parents are on TV saying, you know, and they're showing you the sexual activity as well. Mm. I find that mind blowing. I just don't. It was, think... It's quite. It's quite graphic. I no, mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, I like full respect to them. But um, you know, they'll be they'll be there going. I'm just I'm anxious about this situation mm-hmm. because we have never stepped outside of our marriage mm-hmm. before, and I'm like. Don't be anxious about that. Be anxious about the fact that 15 million people are watching you. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's so layered. You know, it's crazy. Anyway, that's fascinating. You can watch that, can't you? Good show. Enjoyed it. Good show. Nice. Good show. Nice. Good show. Nice. I don't know where that came from. Let's talk something current. So, Chris, I think it's time we let everybody know the results of Culinary Corner. Oh... It was a shocker. You had some good intentions? Good intentions, badly executed. Roll the jingle. Roll the jingle. Chris's Culinary Corner. This one's gonna be a stormer. That's why we thought we'd better warn ya. Ooh, tasty. So this week's Culinary Corner uh, is an interesting one. Slightly macabre. <laughs> is that a word? It's not macabre. Ma- it's macabre, isn't it? Macabre. Not I'm going I'm to do origin of words and we're going to find out where that word comes from. We're doubling up here. It's good. Doubling I like up. it. So macabre of me. Macabre. <laughs> it's how you say macabre. It's a really difficult word to say. It is. So why was your Culinary Corner slightly macabre? Because I was simply making a soup, right? A healthy soup. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to make a healthy soup. It's, it was never meant to be part of the feature of Chris's Culinary Corner. However... Well, it was because you said last week that you were going to... No, I was going was... to do something else. I wasn't going to do my bloody soup. Ah, well, so it turned out... It's not so boring, though, is it, Chris? No, because it nearly died. <laughs> uh, so... what, did I, what was the last thing I said to you about the soup that you were about to make... Last week, what did I say? Uh, I can't remember. I said, "Well, you'll, you said you you were annoyed because you had to soak the beans for twenty hours." Oh, that's hours. right. Yeah. Well, and I said you have to do that because if you don't soak them, they can be poisonous. 
Well, I didn't know that. Well, I did know that. I didn't because know that because in- I told you. Well, the instructions on the back of the beans, right? So they're called like navy beans or something like that. I bought them from a posh market in London thinking I was all fancy. I was going to make like a, ooh, I'm going to make a cassoulet, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to soak these beans overnight. I thought mm-hmm. that was to soften them a little bit, ready I for cooking. I did too. And then when I asked my mum about it, she said, I don't know anyone that softens beans anymore. I thought hard, dried beans died with the ark. I've never heard that expression either. Wow. Poor old Noah. <laughs> uh, and so the uh, the beans were soaked overnight in cold water mm-hmm. for softening purposes, or so I thought. It's actually to rinse off some of the... Um... It's to bring out any toxins that might be in the beans. That's right. Lectin um, is the actual toxin. That's right. Uh, releasing, if you don't do it and just put your beans in, it releases a tiny amount of cyanide. Oh. Which isn't very tasty in a soup. And it's not very good for you, I've heard. No. So uh, <laughs> I made an absolute vat of this vegetable soup that was super duper healthy. And I was like, great, we'll just have this soup every lunchtime. It's mm-hmm. going to be lovely. All the main like celery uh, carrots, onions, all those kind of cool ingredients. Loads of herbs, tomatoes. It was amazing. All right, but it was meant to be. It was going to be a beautiful soup. Beautiful. It looks beautiful. Uh, and I cooked it on the stove for like an hour, and uh, then I let it simmer for another hour, and it was it was meant to be legit. Anyway, I had the biggest bowl of this soup, uh, and I was like, oh, those beans are a bit crunchy. Um, so I had one spoonful and thought those beans are a bit crunchy. I don't think I'm going to have any more just in case the poisonous bean soup gives me any uh, tummy ache. Yeah, so I obviously was hungry, so I had an entire bowl of this bad boy. Went out to the garden centre, my other happy place, BTW, and <laughs> um, I came back and Jen went, "Have you had the soup?" And I went, "Yeah, I've had the soup." She said, "You know it's poisonous." And I didn't say you know it's poisonous. Pretty much, I didn't. I said, "I said, are you aware that the beans were a bit nutty?" And you said, "Yeah, but." And I said, "Well, did you soak them?" And you know, anyway, he's fine. I mean, I I would say you've never been yeah, better. We... Oh my god, <laughs> this is what I have to live with. Although there was a lot of flatulence going on. Oh yeah. Nothing Classic. new there. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, we had to actually eventually throw away the entire vat of soup because mm. we realised that, um, you know, potentially harmful for us. Yeah, it was a bit disappointing really, wasn't it? But, you know, how are you feeling now, Chris? A bit sick, actually. <laughs> no, I feel fine. I feel fine. I'm a positive person. You are. I'm In not fact, get I Ill. would say, Chris, that you've never been better. Brilliant. <laughs> Sorry. So a little note so to good. everyone. Next you... time, keep your finger on the pulse. Oh, my God. <laughs> and make sure you soak your beans. Soak your beans, everyone. So this week, we'll be teaching you how to make poisonous bean soup. Ooh, tasty. And that's the end of Culinary Corner. And that's the end of... I love how you do that. And that's the end of culinary. And that's the end of this bit. (laughs) That's the end of this bit. And and this is and that's the end of my song. Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) We got into Zippy. Anyway, go to Majestic. Jen's off to Majestic. I'm off to Majestic to get some vine.
some wine. So what she does, I don't know whether anyone else does this, but uh, if you want to go and grab some wine from the shop, but you're like, oh no, I haven't done the exercise today. Walk to the shop with a rucksack, fill it up with wine, and essentially you have a a weight on your back when you come back. You do, but actually the main reason I do that is because you have to buy six bottles at a time, Chris. So you can't carry To get the 30% six... off? Yeah. Whether or not you're going to Majesto's or whether you're going to Tisquas, uh, everyone knows who I'm talking about there. <laughs> We've gone a bit bonkers. Or Soonsbury's. <laughs> Lidl. Or what's the other one? Watros. Merisons. Mercs and sponsor. <laughs> Mercs and sponsor. That's my favourite one. I'm all giddy and giggly. Oh, it's good. How are you feeling now, Chris? A little bit sick, actually. <laughs> no, no, I feel fine. I feel no. fine. I keep giving you the opportunity to do the gag. How do you feel? All right, I've been better. <laughs> No, I've never been better. Right. I am the comedy genius in this duo. You are, you are the comedy genius. How are, you feeling, a... how are you feeling now, Chris? I've never been better. <laughs> so next week, because we're having Donna on next week, that mm-hmm. means that we're going to Scotland. We're going to Scotland? I love Scotland. Uh, if anyone hasn't been to Scotland before, try and get to Scotland. It's, mm. it's very peaceful. Gorgeous, isn't it's it? It's absolutely brilliant. And now is the perfect time as well because the flowers are in bloom. The wildflowers of Scotland. Look about ye. Look about ye. Look about ye. That's what uh, the Scottish say when they remind each other to appreciate nature. Appreciate what's around ye. I love that. I, 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 I love that. I, I, I love that. <laughs> So, Chris, it's time for Origin of Words. Oh! Because we, we want to know how to not only pronounce the word macabre, but we also want to know where it's come from. <laughs> Roll the jingle. Jen's Origin of Words. Right, so, so hang on. So, we I, I set you the challenge to do an Origin of Words for macabre. Yes. R. R. Right, well, first of all, let's work out how we pronounce it. Macabre. Put her up to the mic. What's she okay. saying? Macabre. Who is this pronunciation person? Macabre. Well, no, it's just on Google, isn't it? You just type in macabre pronunciation. Is that a robot? Or is that just you hire one person to speak macabre. every word? Macabre. Macabre. I, I wouldn't say macabre. I'd say macabre. <laughs> You're giving so much emphasis to the last, like, bruh. Macabre. Especially if you leave a pause, so it's like macabre. Macabre. It's like when you say comb. <laughs> Womb. <laughs> Womb. Honeycomb. Anyway, so macabre. I haven't had time to plan this. I've literally done a quick Google. Um, but the word macabre comes from the middle French phrase dance macabre, as in the dance of death. One of my favourite shows, Jonathan Creek, <laughs> uses that. Who's it, who's it by? Dance Macabre? Uh, oh, I can't think Come on, classically trained singer. Uh, Dance Macabre is by... Um, Elgar. No, it's not by... Camille Saint-Cien. That was my second guess. Yeah, <laughs> he wrote it. But So Dance Macabre. 
So, so right. obviously, so this, this apparently, this phrase came around in about the fifteenth century in English use. Uh, people would say the word macabre, but it actually means death, really, in French. Yeah, I could could have told you that. So, which a populist? I know, but I'm asking how it came came about, aren't we? So, the dance of death was a popular subject of art and literature in the late Middle Ages. And uh, death is shown leading people of all classes and walks of life to the same inescapable fate. So it just came from dance macabre. Basically. Like my soup. I basically did a dance macabre when I made my soup. <laughs> a dance of death. I put it down the sink, by the way. I didn't know whether to put it in the bin or the sink. How do you dispose of a vat of soup? It was a real quandary. It says possibly from the term dance macabre, most commonly believed to be from the corruption of the biblical name Maccabees, mm. with reference to the late medieval dance of a procession called the Dance of the Maccabees. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it was a popular subject of art and literature, the Dance of Death. So there were lots of paintings and lots of, like, you know, poetry and stuff about the that Dance of Death. That was super dark. That was super dark. And so in the 15th century, the British adopted the word macabre just to mean, like, you know, Scary shit. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, it's kind of... I think, to be honest, we both knew what that one meant, didn't we? But yeah, we know what it meant. M- knowing what it means isn't the same as knowing where it comes from. Yeah, it's not called Jen's I Know What This Means. Yeah, exactly. It's called yeah. Jen's Origin of Words, mate. Yeah, good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, just to clarify. Brilliant. I had to have a sleep this afternoon because... Mm-hmm. And I was wondering why I had to have a sleep in the afternoon. Usually it's because I'm just a, you know... Ledge. Ledge. Um, But I needed to sleep this afternoon because I'd just been painting the roof. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw on the side that it said, don't inhale any fumes. (laughs) Uh, Might cause drowsiness. Well, it bloody did. I was out. You were out. Should I have worn a mask? Probably. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm I'm not a roof painter. I tell you what, if we're going to kick off with this home improvement, like, interior designer business, I'm going to have to well, learn no, stuff Well, what made like me that. laugh the other day was that you were like, I'm an exterior designer. <laughs> yeah, I'm an exterior designer. You puff the cushions and all that. Yeah, yeah. And so an exterior designer is more kind of a landscape gardener. Yes, thing. exactly. Well, yeah, that is, yeah, you're a landscape gardener, aren't I'm, you? Yeah, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> you are. Right, we're going to make, like, a bad circumcision and head off. Oh, I'm going to make like a tree and leaf. Right, it's time to remind you guys of how you can get in touch with Chris and me. The best way is probably by email. Email. Electronic mail. What's the email address, Genbar? (laughs) Genbar? That's a new one. The email address is thegearsears at gmail.com. How do you spell gears? G-E-E-R-E-S. And how do you spell is the normal way right so get in touch with us through the email follow us on the gram and all that other stuff that everyone follow does. us on the gram leave us a review it really helps and you have left some beautiful reviews so thank you so 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 much yeah and we've uh, been voted in the top 10 of uh podcasts to listen to whilst out in the sun i saw that isn't that nice yeah from kelly kelly o'brien what a ledge what a lovely thing to post what a mu- lovely mucho appreciato yeah thanks kelly uh, so, <laughs> what would it be like <laughs> if people made noises whilst they were thinking? Uh, 
Oh, it's nice actually because a lot of our family who haven't really listened to it before are now <laughs> listening to it, aren't they? I don't know. I've no idea. I think people think it's like a little hobby. A little hobby that we're doing. Yeah, but it's not. It's awesome. It's, it brings joy awesome. to you. It brings joy to us. It snaps me out of various moods. It's like gardening. It's therapeutic for me. Let's sign off. I'm uh, going to go and hang my towels on the balcony. Going to do a tap dance and drink a lot of wine. Brilliant. Well, that sounds perfect. I'll join you. Happy tap-toeing, tip-toe... <laughs> happy tap-dancing... Towel day. Towel day. Happy tap-dancing towel... Tricky that, isn't Happy it? tap dancing towel day. Happy tap dancing towel day. Have a great tap dancing towel day. You have a great tap dancing towel day. You have a great tap dancing. You have a great tap dancing. Brilliant. It's quite hard to say, isn't it? Bye. <laughs> you have a great. You have a great tap dancing towel day. You have an absolutely fantastic tap, tap dancing towel day. Lots of love. I will see you next week, guys. Bye bye.